0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, draft stock rising. Which professional sport would you prefer BYU athletes get drafted
1: into? The king of college football preseason magazines, Phil Steele, gives us his 2017 BYU football win total. Plus, BYU's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Haas, back in Studio B after a two-year basketball
0: mission trip to Poland. What's next for Ty?
2: Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented Uh. by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 15th, mid-June, and we're still going. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Michael Buffer's number one fan, Jerome Jordan.
1: I'm not gonna quote his line because we might have to pay them if we use it. There's
0: a trademark, and, right?
1: Yeah, like there there are rights infringement, royalties associated with the use royalties. of that. In fact, I think previously on the show we used it one time, and you know, we've never used it actually. <laughs>
0: I think we did something close I, to it. Oh, but we didn't use yeah, the actual I phraseology. Stop, I, w-
1: I believe I was stopped before I actually used it in its entirety. <laughs> um, also, the uh, everything I say has uh, is not reflective of BYU TV or BYU. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, seriously. The, like, yeah, Michael Buffer is the guy, right? Like, it, it is it is interesting inside that you can like own a phrase. Like, well, you and-
0: can own. Words, he gets paid an exorbitant amount of money,
1: D- like to show up and do this. You can own the use of saying a word. I'm not talking about printing on something that is purchased, like that is a kind of a weird idea, right? I say something, you can't say it. It's like, well, why not? If there are it's any pretty, of you it, out there like, that are wondering who is Michael crazy.
0: Buffer and what does he do, he is the guy that is the show before all main event boxing matches, MMA yeah. fights, things yeah. like that.
1: He, gets he, people ready to do things,
0: ready to something that to fight Rags with fumble.
1: <laughs> yeah, can I, can I, can I own that, that phrase? Can we copyright that phrase? <laughs> it's, like, like, it's for the BYU defense. Let's
0: get ready like, to fumble. pointing
1: to the opposing <laughs> offense, let's get ready to fumble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we're on to something. Happy Plaid Day, by the way, Jerem.
1: Happy what day? Plaid Day. Pla- oh, Plaid Day, yeah. Yes. Played. Forever Although Plaid. Although it's spelled played.
0: Forever pl- Plaid in Studio played. B. Speaking of Michael Buffer, I imagine he will be uh, somewhere near the Floyd Mayweather... Conor McGregor fight on August 26th.
1: Yeah, and something else happens that day.
0: Countdown
1: to the Vikings.
0: 72! 72. Yeah. 72 days away. 10 weeks. Ooh. Two days. Not from camp. Not from practice. From uh, a game.
1: One week from the NBA draft. And one week and one day from BYU Football Media Day.
0: Ah, yes. <gasps> That is right. Also, one week and one day from the NHL draft, Jerem. So don't forget that. Is it really? Yes, twenty third and twenty fourth. Who of do you June. think is going to be picked, man? I, know, I don't know, man. Probably somebody out of Boston University. Oh, somebody from a Minnesota. Canadians, yeah. A Minnesota
1: and a Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. A kid from Ohio. Somebody from North Dakota. Oh yeah. Uh, that's probably a pretty good guess. And that is a cool thing about Canada. <laughs> Where's Greg? Greg. Let's Greg! get to the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation Headline.
0: BYU Baseball Juniors Maverick Buffo and Colton Shaver drafted into the major leagues yesterday. Buffo taken in the 34th round by the Toronto Blue Jays, and Shaver picked up in the 39th round by the Houston Astros. Now we wait and see who actually goes pro. Both can return to BYU if they choose to. Then here's the shocker. Brock Hale went undrafted. Huh? Huh? To which teammate Daniel Schneeman tweeted, the Scouts will see him next year in Omaha.
1: Yeah, not seeing Brock Hale there. What? That's what, He was going to get drafted. I'm pretty surprised. And then the other guys, 34th and 39th round. The bonuses are really low. I'll be shocked if these guys aren't back with BYU. So a good day for BYU baseball in a way because you want to have the best team you can have, yet you want individual success, but not before the team success. So it's kind of this weird emotional dynamic. A former BYU baseball player, Jacob Brugman, scored his first run in the majors yesterday with the Oakland A's, who lost to the Miami Marlins. The A's host the Yankees. Yankees! Tonight, 10.05 Eastern, Aaron Judge versus Jacob Brugman.
0: The Yankees win. Former Cougars Taylor Sander and Ben Patch are playing against Iran in Poland for Team USA Volleyball. USA took the first set 25-17 in set number two, the Americans leading 8-5.
1: And speaking of the U.S., the U.S. Open begins today at Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Daniel Summerhays tees off at one fifty-two Eastern time for his first round. Remember last year, Summerhays finished in a tie for eighth place at the U.S. Open. He had a top ten finish at the Memorial last week. Hopefully he keeps it going.
0: Watch out for this dude. He was my pick as the next BYU athlete to make a significant professional jump earlier this week. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Draft
0: Stock. April, May, and June, the trifecta of professional draft months. The best of the best amateur athletes awaiting the call-up to the highest level. The NFL kicks off the annual draft parties, generally in late April, early May, followed by baseball, basketball, and as I already mentioned, Jerem's favorite, hockey. Coming up a a week from tomorrow. But which of the drafts matter most? Let's take that
1: question to the next level with BYU Sports Nation. In what sport is it most important to you to have BYU athletes drafted? Why? Use hashtag BYUSN at LaserCheap. Football for a few reasons. One, Monet. Football is king. Two, hype. We talk about football more than other sports. Three, it's football. So clearly it has to be football, I, right, Jerem? I think it is football, but I want to talk about basketball and how it should be more important and relevant to BYU sports. In football, you can have several players drafted and have a bad team. See Connecticut. Utah State is out-drafting BYU currently. Yeah, BYU football's program is in a better position. Winning more more games. games, Wins head-to-head, all these things, right? I think the impact that an individual player and a great player, you're, you're like a really good player, right? If you get drafted in the NBA, only two rounds. That kind of player can have more of an impact on a basketball team than an individual football player can have on a football team. For example, J.J. Watt moves the line in Vegas by like a point. Because he's one of the best defensive players, but a really good quarterback moves the line by a touchdown. Yeah, that's a, that's a significant swing. Okay, so I think basketball. The answer is football. I think basketball needs to be needs to have more of an impact. BYU needs more draft picks. In fact, BYU since the draft moved to two rounds in '89 has produced six draft picks. Whoa, like, like that's not a lot. In fact, let's do some math here. How many is that? How many how many years does it take to get one draft pick for BYU? That's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU averages a player picked in the NBA draft every four and a half years since it went to two rounds in 89. Previously, BYU had a lot of draft picks. Guess what? Uh, it's two rounds. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard to be a white American and drafted in the NBA draft. It's an international draft. Yes, now. the Europeans are taking 10 to 15 of those spots on an annual basis. And and listen to the guys. These are really good players that have been drafted since 89 for BYU. Michael Smith, Sean Bradley, Travis Hanson, Rafael Araujo, Trent Plastead, Jimmer Fredette. Okay? It's, it's hard. Yet, BYU's winning 25 games a year without consistently having one of those guys. Consistently is is one every four and a half years consistently having one? I would argue it's that's that's solid. It's it's fine, it's good, right? I, I think if it were like four and a half four or three and a half, I think BYU'd be in a better position to win more in the NCAA tournament. One guy can make a difference. Had BYU signed Jabari Parker or Frank Jackson, we would have been talking about more wins in the tournament. No doubt. Yeah. So, no doubt. So the more you can get those Those kind of guys. And when Duke comes in the equation, it's awfully tough, right? Or the more if you can, I don't know, keep the Lone Peak 3 together more than one year. Like, I think that would have yielded at least one win in the NCAA tournament, if not more.
0: The answer to this question is football. Because it's the most visible sport. It gets the most run, the most attention. It is a (laughs) year-round discussion at all levels. But I'm with you, Jerem. The value of having an NBA draft pick should be paid more attention to because it's harder to get drafted into that league. There are only 60 picks in the NFL draft. We're talking 250 plus, right? Every year, there are more guys on football teams. So mathematically, it's easier. Logistically, it's easier to make an NFL team. Not saying that it's easy, but compared to basketball, it's it's a lot easier. Only 60 picks each year for the NBA, and so if you are good enough to be on one of those 15-man rosters on an NBA team, you are in elite company. It's hard to do. So there should be increased value, but we don't pay as much attention to that.
1: Yeah, the NFL draft, yeah, I totally agree. And Major League Baseball, then that would be the most diluted draft in the history of drafts. The military draft has way more strength than the MLB (laughs) draft.
3: You know what I mean? Like, because and, there and are thank 40 you. rounds. And thank
1: you to everyone who serves in the country, right? This, these are drafts that don't matter. That's a draft that matters. MLB, there's like 1,000-plus picks. Like, Colton Chambers is like the 1,139th or something. The, the Onion produced an article in 2015 saying 87% of America didn't know they had been drafted in the late <laughs> rounds of the MLB draft. <laughs> Congratulations to the BYU guys who were drafted, but the signing bonus just isn't that big. I hope they come back and then get drafted Higher next year. Hoops, hoops, you can make a bigger impact. Honestly, I'm most concerned about how BYU teams fare. So I want great individuals come to BYU and make the teams great. Here's how I really addressed
0: this topic. I thought to myself, okay, let's say Eric Mika gets drafted in the late second
1: round. That'd be awesome. Just, yes. just for, hey, we had a draft pick. That would be second.
0: fantastic.
1: Right. Yet... Who will be talked about more, Jamal Williams, or Eric Mika? I think you should do Taysom Hill versus Eric Mika there, but because Jamal's tec- a fourth round pick and he's like gonna start. And but
0: technically, it's a drafted player. Right? Taysom Hill was not drafted.
1: Right. But a fourth round guy, he's gonna he's gonna be a part of the team. Taysom Hill. The question is whether he's the practice squad guy or better.
0: That's telling because if Tays- Taysom Hill was not drafted yet. Who would be talked about more? Because football is king, and because it's the Green Bay Packers, and Taysom Hill would be backing up Aaron Rodgers, he'll be talked about more than Eric Mika, well, who might it, be well, sent off to the the NBA D League or to a European yeah. league or something. Yeah. It just that's how football works. It's just king in America. Yeah.
1: The practice squad, being on the practice squad, you, you could play that week in the NFL game. There could be an injury, you jump up, whatever. Or you could at least be on the side. Of, I, I don't know. And that
0: could happen for the D League. You could get the call up.
1: Yeah, there's just there's just less credibility with the D League versus the practice. But squad. why? I want to know why though. Because the D League's not well branded, not well established. They're going to be the Gatorade League next year. Their their games really aren't. They're on TV, but not really. You know, so it, it's tough.
0: There are more basketball games. Than football games and it's not close. That's
1: part of it. So there's build up. Sure, the
0: value of football is higher.
1: Like for me personally, like yeah, BYU football and BYU basketball, they're must see events. They're like like, especially football where it's there are only twelve or thirteen of these in this year's case, maybe fourteen. You schedule like my fall is based on when the football games are. Even if I didn't work here, right? That's a part of being a BYU fan. It's like, what are you doing? Well, I can't do that. Like I always laugh when people have weddings on the day of game day. So I'm like, "Nope, I'm out." What what? Don't make me don't make me pick.
0: I love <laughs> discovering the why of this conversation. Why is football valued so much more than basketball right now? And we've gone into that a little bit.
1: Generally, the popularity of football? Is that what you're thinking?
0: Yes, why? and because what but why the popularity? Why does it feel like each game is so huge? Because there are only 16 regular season games.
1: And our society loves violence? <laughs>
0: Probably like football, (laughs) modern day gladiators. It is, yet, yet, (laughs) it's in in, in every reality of the phrase, modern day gladiators.
1: Yet, as Mormons, what's at the physical center of every church? A gym for basketball. So, it's a huge part of this culture as well, right? In what sport
0: is it most important to you, BYU Sports Nation, to have BYU athletes drafted, and why? At Kip Kent says, I agree with BYUS and that it's football, and everything else helps to hold us over to the next season. <laughs> How many other sports have their own countdown?
1: It is true. We lo- but you know we love all the sports.
0: Coming up, we have the college football preseason magazine guru, Phil Steele, joining us to talk BYU football. What's his win total for the Cougars? But first, former BYU basketball player and hey, all-time hey, leading hey. scorer, Tyler Hawes, is back in the building. We might ask him about his favorite Polish food or something like that.
2: (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU
0: TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. One week from tomorrow is can't miss television and radio via BYU Broadcasting.
1: BYU Football Media Day, and it's going to be a great day. State of the program with uh, Athletic Director Tom Hommel, Head Coach Kalani Satake, and others. Two-hour BYU Sports Nation, where we will interview the uh, head coach, the two coordinators, and other star players as well. The Lavelle Edwards Coaching Tree is going to be a fantastic show as well. Uh, some awesome guests lined up for that one. And then, of course, the web chats with Lauren Franklin. So it's a full awesome day of football on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: In which sport is it most important to you... To have BYU athletes drafted.
1: Besides the NHL.
0: And why? At Carson Hagberg tweets in football or basketball. You took the easy way out, Carson.
1: <laughs> football and ba- or basketball? Didn't, but, we, didn't we say in what sport? Singular? Come on, brother.
0: They are two very watched sports, and when you have great players like Steve Young or Danny Ainge, it gives BYU a light. Yes, a light upon the hill to notice the athletic dominance of BYU. But pick others. one, Carson. Tweet in again oh, man. and pick have one. To pick? Yes. You do.
1: Yes, you do. Joining
0: us now in Studio B, a man that it's hard to believe. It's been uh, two years since we have talked to him.
1: He's back from his basketball mission. In these the very Polish.
0: digs. Yes, a two year <laughs> basketball mission to Poland. Tyler Haas, all time leading scorer. Ty, welcome back, man.
4: Thanks, guys. It's good to be here. How's your Polish, brother? <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> no, Polish is such a hard language, but we picked up a few things. Okay. Had a good time. So. Okay.
1: Like what? Give us one thing.
4: Dzień dobry. It's like, good morning, okay. good afternoon. Okay. Yeah.
1: That was really well uh, enunciated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We
4: got a lot of practice with that one. <laughs> no,
1: it's not Tagalog, but uh, it's pretty good. Yeah.
4: How have the
0: last two years in Poland uh, and professional basketball over there changed you as a basketball player?
4: Well, uh, basketball is very different over there. Um, different style of game. The uh, The coaching is very different as well. Um, but I've learned a lot. I feel like I've grown up a lot personally, and um, you know, my wife and I have loved our time overseas and um, met lots of very cool people um, in in the church and outside of the church, and our teammates and everyone has been very cool. It's been just a, a total uh, roller coaster ride and uh, and an experience for sure.
1: Here's how I know you've kept your maturity. You're still a top button guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <what's laughs>
4: Spencer hasn't hasn't really figured it out yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. It's it's very rare that Jerem gets to team up on me like this.
1: It's, it's super society. rare. Me, Tyler Hawes, Tanner Mangum, Dennis Pitt. It's like yeah, rare. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. Please. Um. What our twitter question i want to get your response to this and i don't know if it's going to be the obvious or not in what sport is it most important to have BYU athletes
4: drafted we're kind of debating nba versus nfl mhm um yeah, that's a very good question i think uh we probably have more drafted in the nfl and so uh, nba's probably a bigger deal um coming from BYU and um you know eric has his name in the draft this year and everybody's hoping that uh, he can get drafted. Um, but I think it, just because it's a, a smaller team, maybe basketball is a bigger deal.
0: What kind of uh, dynamic is Eric living through right now? Because it feels like you were right there, mm-hmm. like projected bubble second rounder just outside, and it, it kind of seems like Eric's in that same situation. So what, what's he going through right now?
4: Well, it's it's a stressful situation. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty you don't know what you're dealing with. you don't really know what people are are thinking there's a lot of talk, and everybody has an opinion you know you're going to get drafted you're not going to get drafted um but you know i what was what was hard for me was the uncertainty, just not knowing what you're going to do because your whole basketball life it mean you know what you're doing it's like I'm going to this high school okay I'm going to going to BYU I'm I know I'm going to play this amount of minutes and and all of a sudden all that's thrown out the window and people start talking about you know your age and you're too old and you're not um but I I really hope it works out for Eric I I was proud that he made his own decision um you know and didn't base it on anything else that was going on and I think he had a great season and I'm hoping for the best for him give us an idea of what it's like to so, so you graduate from BYU you want to
1: play in the NBA you want to live that dream yet you can still make money and have a good career somewhere else you've been playing in Poland so let's Eric went on his mission to Italy like I wouldn't be shocked if he played in Italy at some point mm-hmm. what's it like playing pro basketball in Europe should that be the route he takes
4: Uh, I think it's a good second option. Obviously, everyone wants to play in the NBA. That's the main goal, and uh, you want to play at the very highest level that you can play. And you know, Eric and his wife served in Italy, and so I think that would be a great second option. And you know, if they went to Italy, they might never come back. (laughs) You know, Uh, I'm sure they love those people and in that country, and so. Um, but there, there's great teams over there. There's great basketball. And um, it's it's a fun time, especially as newlyweds. Like, I think for, for me and my wife, Summer, it, it's been the best thing for our marriage, you know, getting off and being kind of solidifying ourselves independently. And um, we've had so many cool experiences.
0: You want to hop on a train and go to some epic European um, Yeah, I know, spot. I know Summer
4: loves to <laughs> travel. So you guys are just all over Europe, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tyler Haas with us in Studio B, BYU's all-time leading scorer on the basketball court. If you were to give advice to any basketball player that is looking at a European career, after two years there, where would you start that
4: conversation? Um, You know, I'd probably start it with uh, saying that it's different than playing over here. Coaches... Um, expect a lot more out of the American, out of the American players. And, um, and if you don't get it done, there's someone else to, to get it done. And so you have to be ready for your opportunity and, um, but also, uh, figuring out how to play more in the present. That that's been a huge lesson for me over there. Not thinking about the past or where you've come from, but just focusing on getting your job done. Cause a lot of days it's just about getting, getting it done. That's our motto here as well. Just get it done. <laughs> Come on. Uh,
1: what's next for you? Are you going to stay in Poland and play?
4: Uh, we'll see. So I'm trying to figure figure it out right now. My contract with that team was just one year, and so it's kind of a waiting game, and uh, hopefully my agent's doing his job and I'm putting in a good word with teams. Uh, and So we'll see what happens. I
0: you know you and I have talked about you know the possibility at some point, and I'm not saying it's going to be next year, but just at some point in the future, because you were born in Belgium, like, there's that dual citizenship possibility and you wouldn't have to count as one of the American players on the team. Were you able to obtain that? So what, what do you think about that opportunity?
4: I would, I would love it. Uh, yeah. So I was born there. My dad played there. And so I've never been back. It would be cool to just see where I was born and where my, my parents lived. Um, but yeah, it, it would be very valuable in that. Yeah. You don't count as an American. And, uh, so your value value as a European player would would go up for sure. And so, uh, if that door opens, we would love to, to go to Belgium. That'd be awesome. Great waffles, right? Uh, <laughs> you're a guy
1: that always stays busy. What do you up to this summer?
4: So I'm doing a few camps this summer. Uh, the first one's next week for fifth or eighth graders, the 20th through the 22nd. And then, um, the 26th or the 28th will be 9th through 12th graders. And um, I'm kind of. So Spencer can't come? Is that. <laughs> no, if Spencer wants oh. to jump okay, in, some I've been drills, banished to like, be an instructor. Hey, we'll take him. <laughs> no, but I, I want to just kind of show my workout routines growing up, some drills and techniques that I've learned, um, you know, from my dad and from BYU and from playing overseas, and uh, just give kids an opportunity to kind of. Uh, learn the things that have helped me excel and then I'm also doing a a mental strength seminar that Spencer's being a part of it and we've put together five great speakers that are going to talk about uh, the mental side of the game and I think that's an area that I definitely could have benefited from um, when I was growing up and so we'll be talking about issues like um you know self-doubt and fear and playing in the present and self-confidence self-talk just um those are some of the basic topics we'll be covering and more if people want more info on this where can they go tyhouse3.com um has a lot more info and just on my social media we've been posting about it
0: very cool Hi, great to talk to you, man. Yeah, it's great to be in the studio, man.
4: Thanks, it's good to be back, guys. Yeah, yes. appreciate it. How do you
0: say good morning again in Polish?
4: Dzień dobry. Dzień dobry. Dzień
0: dobry.
1: <laughs> you have another European phrase, Jerem. I, I can't wait to go.
0: Along with bul- <laughs> your Bulgarian. Has <laughs> Bulgarian.
1: Right? There you go. I'm fluent in Bulgarian.
0: In which sport is it most important to have BYU athletes <laughs> drafted and why? Answer the Twitter question. Coming up, we'll play big deal, no deal, but first, college football analyst Phil Steele, the man on the show next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime,
1: anywhere. Just talk to Tyler Haas, the all-time leading scorer at uh, BYU with basketball. Great stuff. What's next for him? He's been playing professionally two years in Poland. What's he up to this summer? If you want to get involved, you or your kid, uh, how do you get involved? Uh, Check out that interview with Tyler Haas on the BYU TV or BYU radio apps.
0: Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines now. BYU Baseball Juniors, Maverick Buffo, and Colton Shaver drafted into the major leagues yesterday. Buffo taken in the 34th round by the Toronto Blue Jays. Shout out to Danny Ainge. And Colton Shaver picked up in the 39th round by the Houston Astros. Now we wait and see who goes pro, right? Both can return to BYU if they want to. Brock Hale, I can't believe it, went undrafted. Mike Littlewood sat in here yesterday and said... Probably 10th to 15th round, and so we watched and waited and waited and waited. It was like, did they forget that he was there? Did they not know that he was eligible after his yeah. sophomore
1: year? Yeah, it was weird.
0: Daniel Schneem and his teammate tweeted out, the Scouts will see him next year in Omaha. Boom, roasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael Scott. Former BYU baseball player Jacob Brugman scored his first run in the Major League yesterday in an Oakland A's loss to the Marlins. The A's are back in Oakland. They host the Yankees tonight, 10.05 Eastern time. Former
0: Cougars Taylor Sander and Ben Patch playing against Iran in Poland, of all places. We just had Tyler Haas in here. Yeah, that's great. Who said volleyball is an enormous sport in Poland. Uh, they're doing well right now. They've won the first two sets, the first set going away 25-17. So, uh, yeah, Team USA well represented by Brigham
1: Young University Volleyball. And speaking of the U.S., get out of the uh, hot air balloons. It begins today at Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Daniel Summerhays tees off at 152 Eastern for his first round. Summerhays finished tied for eighth in last year's U.S. Open.
0: We will talk with college football expert and preseason magazine superstar Bill Steele in just a few moments but let's ask you the twitter question once again in which sport is it most important to you to have byu athletes drafted and why let's go to the twitter machine
2: tweet, tweet.
0: at b royal blue kook says any of them with a draft people pick one drafted <laughs> players he continues breed intrigue lead to recruiting opportunities to talented players, wins and championships. Yes. Yeah,
1: I, I do think there's a correlation, Spencer. In basketball, it is it is more concentrated. Like the ratio of draft picks to success in the postseason, I think, is higher. It doesn't always mean you're gonna win in the NCAA tournament. Like Jabari Parker never won an NCAA tournament game. That team lost in the first round to Mercer. But what it means is that you're going to be a very good team and you just increase your chances. I'm telling you, there are bad football teams in college football that produce more draft picks than BYU. The correlation of draft picks to success for your team is not as high in football. So to me, basketball should matter a lot. I know I said football, but maybe my answer should just be basketball.
0: And Tyler Haas pointed out, look, there are way less draft picks in the NBA, so that so probably should rounds. be a that bigger deal. In, right? Joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline, as promised, Phil Steele, college football insider and expert. Phil, nice to have you back on the show.
3: Hey, always a pleasure. Love talking uh BYU football with you guys.
0: Absolutely. We want to know first and foremost what you think about south points over under win total projection for BYU being set at 10. You think it's too high, too low, or just right?
3: Uh, boy, 10 I think is probably one of those where uh if I had to go one way or the other, just based on the way college football works and uh, how there's an upset one uh, sometimes I might lean a little with the under. I was thinking more 9-ish for this year's BYU team, but I, can, I would have them at 9 or 10. I would I, would, I personally would have set the number at 9.5.
1: BYU's playing a crazy set of five uh, particularly hard games. We've nicknamed them the Furious Five. LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State. We think the season hinges on how BYU fares in those five. And In fact, I think two out of those... Two wins out of those five would be pretty good. What do you think BYU's record could be in those five games?
3: Uh, I would have them at either 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. Uh, The losses that I have for them would be LSU in Houston and then the Wisconsin game. I know Wisconsin's at home, but I'm very high on the Wisconsin Badgers this year. I think they're a team that's uh, could be a dark horse contender for a playoff spot. The question mark game to me is the Mississippi State game on the road down south with the heat and humidity. That last year's game, remember, was a back-and-forth game. Could have gone either way. BYU pulled it out at home. I do have BYU favored over Boise at home and Utah at home this year. And boy, it's a lot different talking BYU football this year than it was last year, isn't it? Because last year, everybody was thinking, can we get to seven wins maybe because of that tough schedule? Schedule is a lot more manageable this season.
0: Yeah, isn't it interesting? Not to mention year one under a new coaching staff. Now that It's year two for Kalani Satake and offensive coordinator Ty Detmer. How much of a difference do you notice that that makes for teams, statistically speaking, when they go from year one to year two under a new head coach?
3: A huge difference, and especially when it's a first-year head coach, because your first-year head coach is going to go through a learning curve. Uh, You know, he's got a learn how to get the team ready for game days it's the first time he's experienced that but he's also got to learn the players players have to learn new schemes and it is a big time learning experience now some first year head coaches will come in the first year and say oh we're just fine but then the second year they they pretty much let it out you know we we went through some things last year so i think it's huge now everybody knows the uh... the offense everybody knows the defense Sataki knows the players inside and out, and they got some depth on that defensive front seven. I'm telling you, when I went through the team with Coach Sataki this year, we get back to the third and fourth team defensive linemen, and they still got players back there. So, it's a deep team on the defensive front seven.
1: BYU lost some real playmakers last year. Obviously, Taysom Hill to injury in game uh, 12, but then uh, Jamal Williams gets drafted by the Packers, Kuas with the Browns, and others. Harvey Longy, who are some of the playmakers you see for BYU going into this
3: season? Well, uh, if you're talking offensive playmakers this year at receiver, I'm going to go with uh, Jonah Treneman. Now, Jonah Treneman's a guy who came in as a a highly touted juco last year. Didn't have quite the impact expected. Uh, Treneman had just uh, 321 yards receiving. But here's a guy who's basically one of the fastest guys on the team. He's got a 40-inch vertical leap. He's very explosive. And uh, I think he's going to have himself a big year this year. Uh, from the receiving spot. Another guy to look at, uh, at the running back spot, there's two guys I'm looking at. running back, you got Swally Canada. Who's your breakaway threat? He's This guy's a speedster. Uh, he can stretch the field, and he's, he's going to make some big plays. And then you got the power guy in uh, Ulatola uh, Here's a guy that's a big back. He's physical. He can run downhill. He's got great hands. Uh, and so I think that that combination of running back, they're probably going to end up using maybe five guys at running back. But those two give you enough of a difference where you got one guy that could break it away and one guy that could power it in the middle i think that those three would be the top uh, playmakers besides of course the quarterback tanner mangum who i'm expecting big things from this year you know here's a guy who lit it up and as a freshman i'm putting that in quote marks because it, you know he's a guy that came back from a, a mission but i think mangum's got uh everything you need at the quarterback spot
0: college football insider and expert phil steel on byu sports nation it's easy to see that that BYU defense is probably the strongest part of the team going into the 2017 season. You mentioned the front seven very deep. What's the biggest question mark you have for BYU football and Kalani Satake in year number two under the new head coach?
3: Uh, biggest question mark up front is probably or on the defense overall. Uh I'm gonna say it is the front line. They need somebody to really stand up and uh become that big time pass rusher up front. Now, they've got some guys that have uh have got the potential, like a kafusi, but he only had two and a half sacks last year. Uh, then you look at the other uh, defensive end spot with Takataki. you know, He's a guy that had a few sacks last year, but they really need somebody to step up, get the pass rush. Uh, but well once again, I think there are so many bodies up front on that defensive line that they're going to find the players to do it. And when you look at the linebacking core, I mean, this is one of the premier linebacking cores in the country, the heart and soul of the defense, Warner Powell and Bernard. So I think right now they just need somebody on that defensive line to really step up. And I think Corbin Kafusi is probably going to be the Guy.
1: When you look at uh, where BYU fits in college football, obviously independent, but do they fit more as a Power Five or a Group of Five team in your college football spectrum?
3: In my mind, it's more of a Power Five team, no doubt about it. And you look at the talent that BYU draws in on a yearly basis, you look at the fact that, you know, with the the missions that their offensive line generally about 22, 23 years old that time they're uh, playing on the field. I think BYU can stand toe-to-toe with the big guys. So I think they can go to, let's say, the uh, Pac-12 Conference and be highly competitive, uh, much like Utah is doing. Uh, and so I, I would clearly rate them as more of a Power 5 team.
0: In your conversation with Coach Satake, which you referenced earlier, uh, what stands out to you most about who he is as a person and and how he operates his football team?
3: This guy loves football that <laughs> much he's He's a guy that studies football when he's not coaching the team he's studying some more football he's a He's a big time football guy uh like the way that he can uh that he motivates the players gets them uh lined up but to me, the biggest thing I took from the conversation was this guy lives and breathes football and and believe me we're cut from the similar cloth in that respect.
1: Phil Steele on BYU Sports Nation. Phil, who are some of your uh, your national championship or college football playoff contenders this year?
3: Well, let's go over the the top four that we got going there, and a lot of big surprises here. How about Alabama? You guys stunned by that one? Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look at Bama; they've got a, an experienced quarterback coming back. They've got their usual outstanding defense, and when you factor in the schedule, Alabama plays this year. They'll be favored in all twelve games. Toughest road test is at Auburn and the Iron Bowl. Uh, talent throughout, as Saban brings in the number one recruiting class each and every year. So clearly I've got Alabama getting the playoffs this year. Another one is Ohio State. You know, last year Ohio State was the least experienced team in the country coming into the season. I thought they played beyond expectations, especially that early season game at Oklahoma, which ended up uh, winning uh, comfortably. Uh, now they've got 15 returning starters as opposed to six. Good Yeah, J.T. Barrett's a guy that, uh, you know, he was banged up in 15 or got injured in 14 when he was having a Heisman Trophy type of season, Uh, sort of lost his job in 15, was okay last year, but now Kevin Wilson comes in as the offense coordinator. This guy's a magician when it comes to running an offense, and I think he gets J.T. Barrett playing back to that Heisman contention uh, type of play that he had. And when you look at Ohio State's schedule, much like Alabama, their toughest test is the end of the season against a rival when they play Michigan, but I I think Ohio State will be favored in all 12 games. Now, Florida State's an interesting case because last year when I talked to Coach Fisher and we were going over his team, and these conversations usually take like an hour, hour and a half with the coaches, go over every player, every position, but at the end of every position we get to, he'd say, boy, are we going to be good next year. Well, next year's here for them, but of the big boys, they've got the toughest schedule. They have to play Bama right out of the box. They have to play Clemson on the road. They have to play Florida on the road. I still think this team's talented enough to make the playoffs, and then the team nobody wanted to play at the end of last year, and that's USC. Remember, USC went into Washington, just control. Both the offensive and defensive line in that game came out with a 26-13 win. You know, at one point last year, Clay Helton, the question was not – is he going to be around, but who's going to be the next coach at USC when they open up 1-3 and three with that blowout loss to Alabama, but nine straight wins to finish. He inserted Sam Darnold at quarterback, made a huge difference. The defensive line, which was extremely young at the start of the year, was a veteran group at the end, and now they're almost all back this year. USC will be favored in all 12 of their games, so those are my four teams to make the playoffs this year.
0: You mentioned Wisconsin is a dark horse contender for a playoff spot coming out of the Big Ten. Does BYU have a better chance to beat Wisconsin? Wisconsin or LSU.
3: Uh, well, I'm going to say Wisconsin because of the fact it's it's at BYU. and That altitude can be somewhat tricky for teams, especially ones that aren't used to playing in it. Uh, and when you look at Wisconsin, it's not an opponent that they're familiar with. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher to prepare. I think the fact that LSU gets that game in Houston, which isn't very far from Death Valley, so they'll have quite a crowd there. I think LSU has a crowd edge in that one, but I think BYU with the crowd edge would have a better shot against Wisconsin. But I'll say this. The bad. Badgers' run game the last two years under Paul Christ hasn't been your typical Badger run game. I mean, they only averaged 3.8 yards per carry in 15, improved to 4.3 last year. But they've got a big veteran offensive line. They've got some big-time running backs. Uh, Horner Brooks back at QB, and I love their defense. They had a couple of key injured players last year, like Jack Sitchie at the linebacker spot who still finished high on the team in tackles despite getting injured and only starting seven games last year. So this is a Wisconsin team that I think could very well be favored in all 12 of their regular season games this year.
0: Follow them at PhilSteel042 on the Twitter machine.
1: Phil And, and Phil, how do uh, people get your magazine if they want it?
3: Well, I appreciate that. Now, the magazine hits the newsstands June 27th and it's 352 pages. You guys use it every year, right? How how many times do you think you reference it during the course of a season? Numerous. Yeah. Too many to count. (laughs) Yeah, probably hundreds, Uh, you know, almost every day, I would think. And it's available at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Walgreens, uh, Target, CVS, Publix, places like that. Now, the truck just pulled in today, so we are actually shipping magazines out the door, priority mail. If you can't wait till June 27th, we'll ship you one out either today or first thing tomorrow morning. You can call the offices direct at 866-918-7711. That's 866. 866- You can, of course, order it online at com. And if you can't wait for even that to get in the mail, you can actually download it right now to your iPhone or Android device, even to your computer or your Kindle. As long as it has a browser, go to Philsteel.com for more information on how to actually get the magazine in the next matter of 10 minutes you can be uh, getting through and reading through it.
0: Great stuff, Phil. Uh, Good luck with the rest of your 1,715 interviews you will do to preview the college football season.
3: (laughs) I really appreciate that. And uh, always a lot of fun talking to you guys and and, uh, talking BYU football.
0: You got it. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, guys. Phil Steele on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: He's got to dig in on every team in the country. Like that—that's a lot of knowledge. His his magazine's fantastic. Well, really there's a reason
0: that's been like the most accurate college football preseason magazine for like 17 years running, right? It,
1: there's a lot of volume and quality there too, which is great. So, yeah, it's good. It, it, I really do, especially preseason. Man, that, that thing's awesome.
0: A lot of fun. Says that he would have set BYU's win total at nine
1: and a half. Well, he said, n- n- yeah, nine-ish. Yeah, nine-ish yeah. wins. I like nine-ish. You
0: like? You like? We all nine-ish? know what that
1: means, ish. Nine-ish wins.
0: Stay with us. Big deal, no deal. Up next, new NCAA basketball rules.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan
0: live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We just talked with college football insider Phil Steele Where would he put the BYU win total projection in comparison to South Point's 10? And who are the playmakers for BYU football in Phil Steele's mind?
1: Yeah, and we've come so far with the pronunciation of his name.
0: You smile every time I say
1: it. I I do, because it's still kind of leaning on the feel as opposed to Phil side. Phil Steele. That's better. <laughs> but you work worked so hard. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Hey, uh, if you're proud of that, you should wait until BYU Football Media Day when we have a two-hour edition of the show. It's coming up next Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern time, as well as great programming throughout the day here on BYU TV, BYU Radio.
0: Download the podcast if you missed anything. In which sport is it most important to you to have BYU athletes drafted and why? At Twiggy or Stone says football. It is the sport that drives the national interest. Success in football is the best way to elevate BYU sports.
1: Yeah, that's a strong sentence. I like that. I like that strength. Mm, yes,
0: and, and I like the fact that at Twiggy or Stone actually picked one sport.
1: Yeah, nicely done. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No deal.
2: Brought
0: to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one.
2: For number one, big deal. Phil knowing his stuff. Mangum.
1: Yes. Mangum, okay. Yes. He nailed it. Tanner Mangum.
2: First first time out of the gate, nailed it.
1: Hey, sometimes people say Magnum. No Magnum. Which actually isn't that bad, let's be honest. (laughs) If you're going to mispronounce it, that's not a bad mispronunciation.
2: First one, big deal, no deal. Jamal Williams running with the twos in Green Bay.
1: I'm going to go big deal, even though this was kind of the expectation that Jamal would be, hopefully be the second string guy. It's still a big deal for him to have been here a few months ago Now he's in Green Bay. He's the second string. Second string guys play and play a lot in the NFL, so this is a big deal.
0: It's one thing to have it be discussed like, yeah, we project Jamal will be the number two guy and that he'll have this impact when he's being drafted by Green Bay, but to see him actually in it is a big deal. I'm right there with you because it's happening. Jamal Williams. Are you saying actions are greater than words? Yes. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. He's going to play for the Green Bay Packers and... He's projected to make a significant impact once the actual game starts. So when the game starts,
1: and these are words. It'll be a bigger deal. We've gone from actions to words. Yes. Yes, we have. Next. Big deal, no deal. Brock Hale not getting drafted. Big deal. This is great for BYU baseball. That means Brock Hale's coming back. He's going to play for BYU. He's a tremendous batter, especially. Great player, but a, a yeah, really good player. A tremendous batter. 395. This is a big deal for BYU baseball. You want a guy to get drafted and have success, but you also want BYU to succeed. So, big deal for BYU baseball. This is a big
0: deal because Brock Hale now has a new level of motivation, right? He was already really really good, like one of the best in the West Coast Conference. Now he has all the more reason to have that chip on his shoulder, which is one of the most overused phrases in all of sports. I know what it means. But Would he's got it, ship? and it's only going to drive him to be bigger and better. And, yes, Daniel Schneeman, I hope you're right. I hope the Scouts do see Brock Hale in Omaha next year.
1: Next. Last one, big deal, no deal. The new NCAA hoops rules. Okay, a few of these, none of which are that significant. Shot clock will be reset. 20 seconds when an offensive team drives a foul in the front court. Final two minutes, they can check. Uh, replay for calls in the restricted area under the bucket. Legal screen can't be wider than a player's shoulders. I go no no deal. None of these are like game changing rules. Yeah,
0: it's not like when you change the shot clock from forty five to thirty
1: five, or from or thirty five go to quarters, right? or go to which quarters. Seems like eventually it could it's go going bad. to happen. Yeah. Well, women's basketball women's, has done it. The women's game is sort of the testing ground a little bit for some of these things. Like with the women's game, there's going to be no no limit on the carryover of timeouts the second half. Like there, right now, there's a use it or lose it. Also, the restricted area. That's going to be the same size as the I do like that.
0: I don't think it's a big deal, per se, but I do like that that rule change has been implemented.
1: less crashes at the rim.
0: Yes. Please. 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 (laughs) Please. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the latest from the U.S. Open, and how is Team USA Volleyball faring in Poland?
2: Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industry. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Station is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. What's better than one Bubu
0: Zela, Jerem? Two. Yep. And they are loud and going for USA in Volleyball Poland. in Poland. <laughs> Thanks to today's guest, Tyler Haas, speaking of Poland, two years in Polish professional basketball. What's next for him? Download the podcast. And college football expert, Phil Steele. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play.
1: And tomorrow on the program, two pros, Jimmer Fredette and Ashley Hatch. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the draft. BYU Baseball Juniors, Maverick Buffo and Colton Shaver were drafted yesterday. Congratulations to those guys. Buffo drafted in the 34th round by the Blue Jays. Shaver, 39th round to the Astros. We'll see if both, either or none, of them go pro. They can return to BYU if they want. Brock Hale was not drafted. Volleyball.
0: Former Cougars Taylor Sander and Ben Patch playing against Iran and Poland for Team USA Volleyball. USA won the first two sets, working on a sweep, but Iran
1: running away with a third set a bit, 21-18. Good luck to Team USA. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams has been running as the number two running back for the Green Bay Packers in OTAs. Cougars in the Major Leagues.
0: Former BYU baseball player Jacob Brugman scored his first run of his Major League Baseball career yesterday for the Oakland A's and a loss to the Miami Marlins. The A's and Brugman back home tonight in Oakland to host the Yankees <clears throat> 10.05 Eastern time.
2: Cougars
1: in the PGA. The U.S. Open begins today at Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. <laughs> the Sumner tees off at 1.52 Eastern for his first round. Get rid of that turkey and get some cheese, please. Summer he's finished tied for eight in last year's U.S. Open. Back to you, Spencer. Women's
2: basketball.
0: Former BYU standout Kim Beeston is the new women's basketball operations director, formerly an assistant coach at Southern Utah. She's coming back to Provo.
1: Cougars in the minors. Jacob Panaman went one for four with the run and the loss for the AAA Iowa Cubs against the Nashville Sounds. Adam Law reactivated from an injury. And yesterday went one for two with a run and two RBIs and a win for the Mariners' double-A team, the Arkansas Travelers. Baseball. Sophomore Brock Hale and senior
0: Bronson Larson named to the American Baseball Coaches Association All-West Region team. Hale was named to the first-team All-Region team. Larson to the second team. How did he not get drafted? I don't
1: know. Come on. Come on, Mets. Good grief. Raise. Rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help with Me the most. Dexterlaw.com. Maverick Buffo and Colton Shaver. It's validating to get drafted, albeit late. I hope these guys come back to BYU so they can improve their uh, draft stock.
0: Twitter question today. In which sport is it most important to you to have BYU athletes drafted and why? At Y for Life tweets in, the NFL. Because it's the NFL. For the ladies, he says soccer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I agree with that. Ashley Hatch, number two overall pick in the NWSL. Michelle Vasconcelos, number 11.
1: It's always good to have draft picks. I don't even care what draft it is.
0: At Jake R. Kemp, football with basketball being a close second. Having players in those sports make it to the next level means the most to future recruits. Our elite tweet of the day, at Twiggy or Stone, love this, football. It's the sport that drives the national interest. Success in football is the best way to elevate BYU sports.
1: A deep run in the NCAA tournament basketball would help, too. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN.
0: Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Micah Mangrum. Not Mangrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mangrum. Mangrum. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow
2: at noon Eastern. We'll see you in eight days, bro. Yes. Yes, you will. Enjoy. Woo!